please wait. Oh, please wait. Please wait until I get my new car. Please wait until I find my real size. I'm gonna get me some love for somebody. My girl. Sweet girl. Hello there and welcome to another episode of the City Business Edition here on 97.3 City FM. My name is Michael Obudu and I hope you've been following our conversations on customer service with Professor Robert Ebo Henson, the Pro Vice Chancellor for uh, Ghana Communications Technology University. So today we are going straight into it and today the conversation was centered around solid brand and customer service. How to use a solid brand to reinforce how customer service helps reinforce a solid brand. Absolutely. That's it. Prof, you're welcome. You're welcome. welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Always good to be here. Oh, you're you're a solid man. You're a solid man. And I I know today is going to be very informative as usual. Yes, yes, yes. And today I'm particularly happy because, you know, I cut my teeth in uh, advertising before I joined the university. So branding is a very uh, emotional uh, topic for me not just as a scholar, but because I had the privilege of working on about 50 brands before I joined the University of Mm. Ghana in February 2003. So when we say we are going to discuss branded customer service, it makes me particularly excited. Wow. So with your permission, I can start defining what a brand is, you know, so that we use that to set the tone. Sure. Is that okay? Sure, sure. Okay, so, so there's a... Famous American Marketing Association definition that says that a brand is a name, term, sign, symbol, or design, or a combination of them intended to identify the goods and services of one seller or group of sellers and to differentiate those from the competition. Hmm. This is a particularly old definition. It's probably 50, 60 years old. Okay. The reason why I like going back to this like the Asian landmarks in the Bible is that the truth is still profound today because what the American market association sought to say was that anything that differentiates you in any sort of combination is your brand. Anything. Anything that differentiates you in any sort of combination is your brand. Mm. So whether it's how funky your name sounds okay the 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 intricacy of your logo the mm. fact that your colors are purple and you're a bank uh, or 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 just the way your 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 cars are branded mm. I, I, even the the accent of your managing director you know it's like anytime managing director speaks mm. he arrests a certain audience okay. it's all part of the brand and the thing with branding is that branding is useful for everything in life individuals must be branded okay institutions must be branded mm. nations must be branded sub regional blocks like the west africa mm. monetary area it must be branded the africa union must be branded so branding is useful at continental national sub regional individual look products must be branded milk must be branded mm. 
fizzy drinks must be branded. A banking product must be branded. So there was a guy called Zhang. Zhang. Zhang uh, in 2015, he said, a brand is simply how customers talk about an organization, its colors, its website, its messaging. But if the organization fails to align its story with their service delivery, even the best logo in the world will not save the organization. Oh. So branding is not about flashy logos. No. In fact, mm. anytime I get a call from a client who says, yeah, ProScience, you know, we've heard about you, we want to talk to you, we are thinking of rebranding, you know, and I have a chance to speak to the CEO, the board, I tell mm. them, please, I know you're excited about some logos somebody has sent you, but relax. Rebranding is not about new logos. Okay. It's about internal cultural change because a brand is functional and is emotional. Mm. The human beings are the human representatives of the brand. If they have not changed, why are you rebranding? So you can mm. spend $2 million on a new logo, get a new antelope or a new lion to be roaring on TV <laughs> to, to announce your logo. Mm. It won't change much. Wow. Because if, for instance, you're an all-marketing company and your attendants are more rude than when you did the rebrand, you wasted the money. Because the whole essence of rebranding is that there's a new promise, mm. there's a new proposition, there's a new aura, there's something to expect given that you've shifted identities. So the issue is not logos and colors. The issue is a certain cultural reorientation mm. so that the institution itself moves mentally. When you move wow. mentally, then you can bring the logos and the colors to follow the mental shift. But if there's no mental shift, why are you changing the logos? It's a glorious waste of funds. So people who listen to me, I tell them, look, don't be too excited. And it's not because I want to be around for a long time so mm. that I get a fat retainer. No, it's because I know from experience that companies have rebranded and people have been angrier. Look, recently I saw something a little startling. You know, somebody was being congratulated on a social media platform because they had won some big award and, mm. you know. And in the threat, somebody came and said, Look at you. Mm -hmm. You are celebrating what? <laughs> this is your bank. The service is hopeless. You can go and fix it. You are here holding trophies. I, I was, I was, I was, I was totally, I, I was like, wow. Finish the guy. Oh, and I was thinking, <laughs> this person is very happy celebrating. You are here telling them that they should go home and go and fix the service. Mm. That's more important than winning trophies and plaques. I was like, wow. Wow. But that's the thing with brands. Mm. Brands essentially are a bundle of promises okay and for a brand to deliver it's a promise well kept so if the brand is not delivering on its promises it has failed up an issue wow. now there are six customer service activities or six customer experience activities any institution can undertake to differentiate its brand from its competitors mm. number one Determine what is important and make your vision clear. The Bible says the vision you must write it down, make it plain, so that when people see don't run, say uh, methodology for branding as it relates to service experience and service delivery. Mm. The process of building a strong brand through customer service, uh, it requires a clear vision, Michael, mm. of how a firm wants its services to be perceived by customers and the target portion of the market you want to serve. 
There's nothing more confusing than a brand that wants to be all things to all people. It doesn't work. Because within the context of the brand you are building, you need to define who you want to serve, your target audiences. Mm. You need to define your brand ethos. You need to understand what's important to your customers. Then you need to provide your employees with well-defined standards for delivering the service your customers have told you they are willing to accept. So it's important that after you find out what's important to your customers, you provide employees with well-defined standards for giving great service to these customers you define as wanting to serve. Now, it's important to make clear what a company's purpose is, how its service standards will support that purpose, and the emotional response the company is aiming to elicit from its customers. I keep going back to the point. A brand is a functional selling proposition Hmm. and an emotional selling proposition. The logos, the colors are the functional parts. How you make your customers feel is Hmm. part of the emotional ticker. That's where customer experience kicks in. So you need to understand what standards to set to make sure your your employees are well equipped to deliver to those customers. All organizational activities should be underpinned by a customer-focused vision. Because a customer-focused vision must be enforced and reinforced throughout all organizational activities. Then customer service, customer experience delivery becomes a job for everyone. So if you really want to use customer service to differentiate your brand, Mm. the first thing is determine what is important and make your vision clear. The vision should be customer-focused. I don't care what brand you are. It must be customer-focused. So number one, determine what is important and make your vision very clear. Number two, two. set the tone on day one. Set the tone on day one. day one. Now, I'm working on a couple of books with some colleagues on entrepreneurship. And um, sometimes when you think of small businesses, you think to yourself, ah, do we have money for customer experience, all these things Prof. Science is saying, is it realistic? Yeah, it's realistic. You can be a five-man company, but you need to understand that you need a customer solution in place from the day you start because whatever you, whatever you say from day one, you're building a brand. Mm. And it is advisable to make customer service part of your corporate ethos from day one. Okay. You see, and If you do that, then it means that from the beginning, you are on your way to building a good brand name with a good corporate ethos. Listen, a positive first impression, Mm. my brother, is an important thing to set you apart. So if from day one, good customer service is what you are pushing for, then you encourage your customers to come back, repeatedly buy from you, you achieve high customer retention, high customer loyalty, then you become a profitable business. Mm. So it, there's no excuse for saying that because I'm a small business. Look, you can be a one, two-man consultancy firm. you the CEO and your follower. Everybody must be a customer champion from day one. That's how to differentiate your brand through customer service. Number three, understand that angry customers represent opportunities. Angry customers 
represent opportunities. <laughs> Angry customers. <laughs> yeah. They represent opportunities. Yeah. I am interested to know the, the explanation behind this. Absolutely. One. Absolutely. Angry customers represent opportunities. How? Huh. So, um, but uh, please, before you even go, are they customers we've angered or customers who came in angry? Oh, no, we anger them. Okay. We anger them. It's not a problem at all. Sometimes we'll cross them. Okay. But, you know, we need to give high priority to angry customers. Mm. You know, um, because some customers are not easy to deal with. But if you want to remain profitable, okay, you need to appreciate that when customers are angry, mm. they are clear methodologies you need to employ to reduce the level of anger they are showing okay. and, and there are a couple of things you can do to lessen the anger and bring them around mm. so i'll share a couple of these with you so that those listening to us will understand that it's important to manage customers even when they're in angry mode because you see when a customer goes on twitter to attack you that's your brand crumbling like a pack of cards. You are finished. So you don't want them to feel as if whatever will be, will be. You are not mm. interested in sorting them out. Mm. They will go and complain, and then you will get into trouble. And you know, Prof, interestingly, these days, it's becoming even more dangerous to have an angry customer. Indeed. Because they can ruin you, eh? Indeed. So please, when they are angry, these are the things. To, number one, give them respect. Just give them some respect. Okay. Because one way of handling difficult customers is to give them respect. Hmm. Showing respect doesn't mean the customer is not wrong. Michael, sometimes wow. they are wrong. They, 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 so, sometimes what they are demanding is even unethical. Okay. But in the scheme of things, you need to show them respect. All right. It is only courteous to calm down an upset customer and help them to resolve whether, whatever issue they have, irrespective of whether you caused it or they are the source of the problem. So please, give the customer respect. Very, very important. Mm. Because when you do that, then you don't lose control of the situation. Okay. And so you need to develop a mindset mm. that says that no matter what the circumstance, the peace and contentment of the customer will never be compromised. No matter the circumstance, the peace and the contentment of the customer will never be compromised. So, number one, give the customer respect. Number two, show empathy to the customer who's angry. It's part of building a solid brand through customer service. Mm. Customers who are given a chance to air their grievances eventually run out of steam and they mm. will let you engage them in constructive dialogue. So, just empathize with them. Okay. Let them vent let them hyperventilate. Let them do whatever they want. Eventually, they will calm down. When they calm down, you have a better chance of understanding what they want. You listen carefully to them, understand the source of their frustration, mm. and then devise, devise a creative solution to their problems. Okay. Number three, provide consistency. Even and, when they are angry. Absolutely. Because you see, in dealing with difficult customers, service providers need to be consistent. Okay. Consistency generates respect, while inconsistency leads to a poor service image. Wow. Can you imagine I have a problem in a bank and I scream? Because I'm screaming, the next customer hears the problem I have. Mm. Because I screamed, I get a certain level of care 
problems resolved. By the time I get to the counter at the second customer with the same problem, without screaming, I should expect that I'll get the same level of service remedies. Mm. Now, you can't give me a different remedy because I'm not shouting. Okay. Because then you create the impression that everybody must be like a madman before you react. Wow. And that even those who are composed will not be treated well. That's not good for building a consistent brand. A brand must be consistent in its functional state and its emotional delivery as well. So when people are frustrated, please take responsibility for what is happening and ensure that you treat them in a consistent manner. Okay, so you're still listening to 97.3 City FM with Prof. Henson here in studio giving us uh, some insights on building a solid brand and using uh, leveraging customer service, quality customer service. And he's just walking us through how to deal with angry customers. And he says, number one, give them respect, show empathy, and provide consistency. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, now Prof, what, what do you do then when you're in a situation where you have an angry customer that's walking off? I know some people will say, mm. what, what do you do? That's a tricky one. Yeah. If you discern mm -hmm. that they are so angry that stopping them might get you into a physical altercation. They can slap you, Ish. let them go. Okay. Especially if you have data on them. Okay. But before they even get into their car, mm -hmm. you are messaging them, you are emailing them ah. to communicate your profound regret okay. for the service mishap that has occurred and respectfully asking for a time when you can follow up so that the resolution can be found. And this is irrespective of who's at fault. Absolutely. Okay. Totally irrespective. Because when a customer is happy, that's not the time to go into litigation mode. Mm. They're not in a court. Okay. So when they are walking off and you perceive that trying to stop them might end in a physical fight, let them go. But even before they get into their car, you are mm. emailing, you are texting, you are WhatsApping to say, sorry for the unfortunate incident today. Okay. It was totally unacceptable. Mm. But we commit to resolve the issue wow. and would appreciate it when you can give us an appropriate time to come and visit you in your office this time round, mm. and we stand by expectantly. Irrespective of what happened, Mr. Jones, we still wish you a very pleasant day. Thank you, and we are standing by. That, that got me smiling. Absolutely, because no matter how uh, angry I am, mm. if you are courteous in your responses and your approaches, I will find a way of mending fences mm. so that we can reconcile and find a good way forward. Okay. You know, I was very concerned when you say let them go because yes. my, my concern is that before they even leave your office, well, you know, they started tweeting. Absolutely. But, but then the way you put it now, saying that begin to engage them even as they leave. You are, you are reaching out almost mm. instantly because wow. the fiscal one will not work. So okay. you just use digital channels to start engaging nice. and hoping that by the time they are settled and composed, mm. your apologies to have hit them so many times, they will, they will leave the Twitter button. It's like, it's okay, it's okay. These people have reached that will find a good way forward. Okay. So I'm discussing six customer service activities any institution can undertake to differentiate their brand from their competitors. Number okay. one, I said, determine what's important and make your vision very clear. Number two, set the tone day one. Number three, understand angry customers represent opportunities. Okay. You must leverage this to find a good way for it. Number four. Perfect. Let's go back a little. Absolutely. So what then is the opportunity in an angry customer? Okay. So I think I may or may not have explained this in an earlier presentation here on City, but I'll do it again today. 
So I remember when I was in Achimoto school, we learned something, we, we studied something called figures of speech. Okay. And we learned things like oxymoron and onomatopoe and metaphor and simile and, mm. and all these paradox, very alliteration. And I, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and we had a very famous teacher called Mr. James Ariel Jabeng. His nickname was Ringo. Okay. Still a cool guy till today. Every now and again, I get in touch with him, Ringo. Sure. And Ringo taught us something. He said a paradox is a statement that seems to be a lie. But when we look at critically, it's the truth. Trust me, I just memorized that uh, <laughs> the definition back then, but okay. I still remember it like it was yesterday. Mm. So, using the paradox definition I just gave you, yeah. we have something we call in customer experience and service management, the service recovery paradox. Okay. And what the service recovery paradox says is that every entity, public sector, private sector, not-for-profit, you're allowed to make one big service mistake. It's allowed. So that, that's why you get an angry customer because you made a big service mistake. Okay. Now, when you make the big service mistake, it's not as important as... Sorry, the mistake is not the issue. The issue is the speed of recovery. So if you make a big mistake... Mm and you're able to recover quickly and decisively, then what your customer has finally realized is that you don't only have service delivery capacity, mm -hmm. but you have service delivery, service recovery capacity. Okay. That's why it's called a paradox, because mm. you need a problem to demonstrate recovery. So if right. you don't have a problem, you can't demonstrate recovery. Okay. So normal delivery is mm. just you have service capacity. Mm. But... If the relationship throws up a very tumultuous situation, mm. bad situation, and you can solve it decisively, then I know you have service delivery capacity and service recovery capacity. Okay. So it's a paradox because you need the angry customer, mm. you need the bad problem for me to demonstrate that I have recovery capacity. Wow. That's why it's an opportunity. So, yeah. <laughs> so interestingly, what this means is that it only shows to the customer that you are human and even builds a stronger bond through that. Much stronger bond. Because you see, look, if you've been in any relationship that is working, mm. the relationship is working largely because there is not only service delivery capacity, but there's service recovery capacity. Okay. Because most enduring relationships have been through tumultuous storms. Mm. So in any service relationship, when a problem occurs, it's the swiftness of the recovery mm. that differentiates your brand and shows that not only do you have delivery capacity, but you have recovery capacity. And that is why angry customers represent an opportunity Fantastic. to demonstrate recovery. You. So angry customers represent... So when you see your customer angry, you have not lost it. No, no, no. That's no, no. an opportunity to make a louder statement. Absolutely. Fantastic. That you have recovery capacity. Wonderful. Prof, number four. Number four is make customer service a priority. Make it customer service a priority. Yes, because using customer service as a branding tool, it shapes how customers perceive you and the service you deliver. Because customers' criticisms don't become setbacks to you. Okay. They become opportunities, opportunities to learn about their pain points. Mm. So when you know their pain points, it gives you new ways to delight them. Very similar to the point I made a little earlier. Mm. So you must be ready to listen. You must be ready to express genuine concern. When you don't even have what customers are asking for, a good brand will suggest alternatives so that when all is said and done, 
the felt need of the customer is still met. Even if it's not met by your primary goods and services. I mean, mm. there's something we call friendly competition. Okay. Where you develop to the point where if a Fiesta Royale is full, you can deflect customers to AH Hotel. If AH is full, you can send people to Marriott. Mm. And the whole point of that is you don't want to fill the customer and you do whatever it takes at any cost to satisfy them. I mean, what's the point of uh, not be able to help them? Because they are coming from Puerto Rico. Mm. They may not have time to do booking on their own, okay. but you can absorb them and then redistribute them because it's a large contingent of 352 people. You don't have the capacity. But instead of telling them to take the 100 you have and go to booking.com and look for the rest, you just collect all of them and share. What that means is that Marriott owes you one. And in the future, they can also bring customers back to you. That's the way, this to, play the deep. This That's the way deep. to play the game. Wow. It's the way to play the game. So because customer service is a priority, what that means is that even when you don't have primary answers, uh -huh. you are able to explore options and make this available to the customer so they still get the value. So that's where the blessing is. You're basically saying that instead of turning away the customer because you can't meet their need, you find a way. Find a way find so a that way. they're still uh, indebted to you. Absolutely. Oh, wow. And the connection is still with you. Wow. And the emotional bond is wow. strong. I'm telling you. This is brilliant. I'm telling you. And then the other benefit is that the place you deflected the business to owes you one. In the end, they'll bring you business back. So you are winning everywhere. Double win. You are winning. This you are winning. You are winning everywhere. And your brand is getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Wow. So when you provide this kind of personalized and individualized care, customers walk away knowing that you care and care and care mm. and care. How can they conceivably leave you? So if you really want to differentiate your brand in 2022, please make customer service an absolute priority. Mm. Point number five, give customers a voice. Hey. <laughs> it surprises me in Africa how we don't spend resources doing customer research. It totally shocks me. Okay. Give customers a voice. Mm. Please, if you are listening to me today and you can afford to, please, Write a brief and call me. In fact, as we speak, I'm dealing with some briefs. People listen to me on various things and say, Prof, you know what? For 2023, we want to develop a customer experience strategy or, or a customer care strategy. Or we have one. Can you help to review it for us? Because you see, the whole point of building a solid brand is that the brand responds to customer needs and customer concerns. The brand is built on the back of superior service delivery to customers. Mm. So if you're not researching these customers, how can you give them a voice? Because okay. it's what they tell you that informs your route to market, your, your, your customer delivery mechanisms, mm. your emotional journey mapping, all those things matter. So listen, customers expect to be acknowledged and they want their opinions factored into delivering even better service for them. Remember, I said in today's dispensation, we don't aim for best customer experiences. Mm. We are aiming for legendary customer experiences. Wow. And one of the key ways is to give customers a voice. Look, institutions who are eager to give customers a voice are the ones who get the critical inputs for developing the best customer experience strategies. Mm. Very much. And soliciting honest feedback allows you to fully acknowledge where you have even failed because 
sometimes there can be such a wide gap between what you perceive is value to your customers and what they are really hoping to get from you. Mm. Once those gaps show up through well-crafted research and the development of better customer insights, then you have what it, tells, you have, you have what it takes to build a solid brand. So, mm. number five, give customers a, a voice. voice. And then the last one is help customers help themselves. Help customers to help themselves. That's hey. where, yeah. So, digital platform, self-service, that's where we are all going now. When they can help themselves, they don't need you. Well, well, that's a debatable matter because, okay. you know, now we live in a self-service age. Okay. So, banks are telling you to get the mobile app, get mm. the internet web service because when you increasingly involve customers in creating their own service outcomes, your brand becomes stronger and stronger and stronger because you are doing three things. One, you are removing the human interface, mm. which can be erratic at, at times. So your brand doesn't suffer any damage through, due to some rude teller or some rude uh, gas station attendant. Okay. Number two, customers feel like they are in charge of the service delivery process because they are going themselves, they are transferring the money themselves, they are checking the balances themselves, they are monitoring their own expenditure, they are not calling anybody for bank balance. So they feel they are in charge of the service delivery. Number three, most digital platforms allow you to track customer behavior. So mm. it gives you a good sense of their spending, their secrecies, the things they are doing. So you feed back into your planning to ensure that given their behavior on your various platforms, this and this and this is what we need to do to delight them. So that's the blessing of helping customers to help themselves. So we need to do a lot of digitization, use electronic channels, and basically mm. get them to come along. So when companies are investing hundreds of millions of dollars into digital platform, really, yeah. it's not just a fad. It's mm. actually a very good thing because one of the key benefits in terms of brand building is that you are helping customers to help themselves. So um, we can go, if you like, into what we now call branded customer service and i'll take you through a four-step evolution regarding where customer service has come from and where it should be going i wish we could do that but we ran out of time we can do that in the and next session and yes. it's good it's Absolutely. good yes. so please you have to come back next week yes please same time yes to get information on how customer service has evolved and where we are now absolutely we'll save all of that for next week yes please but then thank you so much prof for your time yes please. i don't know how you make 30 minutes slide so <laughs> yes please. yes please. so 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 quickly thank you so much prof henson uh, Professor Robert Ebohinsing is the Pro Vice Chancellor for Ghana Communications Technology University, with over 24 years of experience in customer service, uh, customer service industry, and also an author of many books in that regard. So, catch you same time next week. Please keep your dial locked here. And this has been another episode of the City Business Edition here on 97.3 City FM. My name is Michael Obodu. Let's connect on Twitter at M Obodu. If you want to listen to this tape again, please go on our SoundCloud account and just search for City Business Edition. You'll find it there and you can soak all the great information that has been shared here. Catch you same time next week. Stay safe, stay informed and bye-bye. I can see all your joy I can see the world for you and no one